Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined here by Aaron Larsoul. Aaron, yesterday we were recording a Spaces. We were not even, well, I guess I was also recording it, but we were we were filming or taping or whatever of Spaces. We were right. live on the air, and a Donovan Mitchell trade happened. Indeed, um, it did. You are, you are very plugged in. Um, <laughs> did you think when... Did you did you uh, did you think when we went live that that there was a chance that while we were recording it would it would be interrupted the way that it was? Not the way that it was. There's always a chance we'll be interrupted for myriad <laughs> reasons. But uh, no, sometimes uh, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm plugged in. But more on uh, Lakers stuff specifically. I do have people I talk to around the well, league. It, Otherwise, it, it was a Lakers story, right? Like the the Lakers were. And are still negotiating with the the Utah Jazz, right? So, like it wasn't. It was like Lakers adjacent. It wasn't a Lakers story, but it's Lakers adjacent. That's why we're going to talk about it here yeah. on the Lakers so, Podfeed. There, almost always, not always, but almost always, before any Lakers thing happens, I know about it. Are the rest of the league sometimes? You know, there's. There are not a lot of well-kept secrets around the league. And you see this with, you know, Shams and, and Woj and Chris Haynes and Mark Stein. Like, there are not many secrets around the league anymore. There's too much money in the unearthing of those of those secrets. Um, so usually around the league, I will know something is going to happen before it's going to happen. How long before? That's That depends. Um, this one I didn't know. I, I I did not know that this one was coming. So... Um, no, to answer your question, that was a long, circuitous route to an answer to your question. No, I did not. We were no, we were going to get uh, interrupted like that during our. I our for spaces. damn sure didn't think we were getting interrupted. No, I told people yeah. on the lowdown you should listen to about the forty-minute mark, where I just go full on, like I just saw Avery walking around the corner with knives in her hand, like oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't be laughing at that. Um, yeah, actually, you know, I, yeah, that's no, actually that is actually ha not knives, but she was walking with a wine glass. She was like, and this was when she was, she had just kind of learned how to walk. Okay, and I was doing the dishes, mm -hmm. and she had gone into the dit like because we put we put our wine glasses down on the lower one because they have the stem. No, you're not supposed so, to. You're not supposed, no, you're not supposed to put those wine glasses in the in the dishwasher. You got to hand wash those. I normally do, but if I have room and there's multiple, like we had just had a party the night before. So okay, it right. was just a wine glass. Um, that's all we were doing. But so we, um, like my, my, my uh, dishwasher has like a wine glass setting. Oh, 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 you got that it's fancy like shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. That's how, yes, you got, you got that. You got that <laughs> new podcast money. Yeah. That's what that is. Okay, fine. That's why you have a, a yep. foyer with two TVs in it in the entryway, <laughs> eighty-five inch TV in your entryway. Okay. Hey, I finally get to put these. We're 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 working on a HELOC. We're doing some stuff around the house, and I can't wait to have all of the TVs mounted inside and out. That's good. That's exciting. I can't wait to do that. But well, anyway, you, got, you have outside TVs. We're going to. Yeah. Oh yeah, you rich, rich. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You rich, rich. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. yeah. You Meek Mill and Hill. She said, "Oh, you rich, rich." Okay. <laughs> All right, Meek Mill. It's, a, <laughs> she, it's a, she said, "Oh, you rich, rich." 
It's a really old TV that I don't mind putting outside. It's not like I didn't I buy mean, an outdoor 4K TV for $4,000. To be fair, uh, in Texas, it's going to get some elements. That TV is going to get some elements on it. It's yeah. going to get touched with a little weather. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. So anyway, I was, um, yeah, to finish off the story, I was doing the wine glasses on the bottom rack. Avery comes around the corner and she's holding a wine glass. And the the, the, the shitty part about this is, is... you as a parent? <laughs> you have a child that has just barely learned how to walk carrying glass where she is going to fall and it is going to break and then she's going to suffer injury? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, I was, I was the, 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 the shitty scary part about this aside from that is I can't freak out. Like in that moment, like if I react too much, right. And she, mm -hmm. like, she realizes, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong. She could drop the glass. Right. She could get startled and fall. So right. it's like, right. so literally my, my response to, to, to the Woj bomb that we got on the air yesterday was the same response I had yesterday where it was like, or did, you know, however long ago it was when Avery was, was carrying this wine glass. I was like, Oh shit. Like, Oh, ooh. <laughs> you were going to drop, drop yeah. the show. <laughs> you were like, you were, you were, you I'm were like, talking what? and we were having, I thought a really fun conversation. We had like, you know, 250 people listening live, which is a pretty decent audience for a random Thursday in August. Uh, I guess it was technically September. So yeah. like, we, you know, it was a, it was a fun, like Neil chimed in, it was, you know, shouts to Neil for, for chiming in. Um, yeah, I, I, I was enjoying the conversation and you were, you were making, I thought a really good salient point for a change. And, and yeah, I was just like, <laughs> you gotta, when I do that, Hey, Woj, can you delay the announcement here? We don't need the notification. Let me, right, I was like, man, he's on a roll. He's, he's yeah. going like, go there and go. And then, man, like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, and then and then I didn't want you to drop the wine glass. I didn't want you yeah. to like to drop the point. So anyway, After, like when somebody uh, is a, the passenger in a car, right? You're in the passenger seat, and you yeah. notice something, and you react to it, dangerous, right? right? And it, it makes the driver. Oh my even god, more. that's so yeah. Jen. That is yeah. so. I hate that. Oh, well, I, no, I I hate stay that. Out of that, no. I cannot like it. Her and her mom are, are very much like. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That, that happened on the other side of the freeway, Lynn. I think we're going to be all right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, anyway. that makes it more dangerous. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, all right. So we are going to be talking about the aforementioned Donovan Mitchell trade, the impact it's going to have on the league, uh, the impact that it is going to have on the Lakers, obviously, because they were in talks with Utah and remain in talks with Utah, um, according to reports. And obviously, like, it's it's not well-kept uh, secrets here. Um, it makes sense that they would still be in talks with Utah here. My, you know, I have a couple questions about, hey, does, what impact does Donovan going for less than Rudy have on the market? Um, what impact does Donovan uh, going for less than Rudy just have on like our vision of the value of those two players. Like I thought, I thought, I think there's an interesting conversation to be had there. Um, so there's a ton of meat on this bone, uh, that we left, uh, over from, from yesterday. It's been marinating. It's, it's, it's a, it's a bunch of fun talking points. Is there anywhere in particular you think we should start this on? Yeah. 
Um, I think it is really interesting from, I respect it from Cleveland's perspective. And it is that kind of like old, you got to respect them taking a shot, right? They like Mm -hmm. put a lot of stuff in for, for Donovan. But I respect them taking a shot because three first rounders, two pick swaps, Colin Sexton, their recent uh, lottery pick in um, Agbai Agbaji or and, and Okai they're, they're, Agbaji, yeah. and they're and they're starting small forward last year on a on a good Lori Markinen, mm-hmm. um, yeah, which was interesting. That that is the other part of it that is interesting is we like the Cleveland, like we are zigging when the rest of the league is zagging kind of thing where we're just going to play three, seven footers at the same time and go, let's, let's get it. Um, So it kind of puts an end to that, which, you know, was kind was a fun experience uh, experiment. Um, So that's an interesting part of it. We'll see more of that in, in Memphis, excuse me, in Minnesota, where we're just going to play two centers at all time. Um, but I respect Cleveland going for it. Now, look, Cleveland is not a free agent destination. I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you've ever been to the city of Cleveland, but Aaron, um, the All Star game was there last year, and I asked not to go. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so we do this all the time. Well, not all the time. Might do the same thing this year with Utah. We do. Uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of us that have traveled with the team, we do, we like try to update these rankings of the, best five cities in the league, the worst five cities in the league. Part mm-hmm. of that is uh, influenced by how good the arena is or how close to the... Are you drinking wet red wine? It is too early to be <sighs> drinking red wine. It's hot it's, outside. Why are you drinking red wine? It's 12.30. It's chilled red wine. Um, okay. And it is like 80 degrees outside. That's why, humid, you put, but... that's why you put your wine glasses in there. You, you red wine. Okay, anyway. Um only somebody that drinks no you actually you have a you have a setting what are you it. drinking oh, um i actually am drinking white wine but i made myself a spritzer i don't know if it's any good or not but i put sparkling water and a little uh, lime juice all right i want Let's i see. want if you're listening and by to the this, way it's in my which... liverpool it, it's in my liverpool my liverpool glass and, and going out, from your liverpool, liverpool glass straight to your liver yep um <laughs> we <laughs> we I want I want you guys I we're gonna put this on a poll. I want I want you guys if you're listening, just respond to Aaron and myself. Which sounds better right now? Red wine or a white wine spritzer, spritzer. that he isn't sure is good. <laughs> hey, look, you don't go to brunch and drink red wine. Huh? That's not that's that is not what happens. You don't go to brunch and drink red wine. It you depends can drink on the brunch. You can drink no it doesn't. You can drink sparkling yeah, white. It does. I can drink unnamed cognac straight from the bottle, but you don't drink you do not drink red wine with brunch. No, I do. I do. I've done it plenty of times. Yeah, but it's you're perfectly wrong. Nice. I'm going to win. If this it's point. like, if it's nice and if it's nice, you and, can have a Bloody and, Mary. And I don't cool like out. Bloody Marys, but you can have a Bloody, I don't Mary. like Bloody Marys either. I don't, I don't drink that. I don't. If you want to have like a beer, vodka, no, vodka is like, disgusting. I it's rubbing alcohol. Yeah, but I'm going to win the poll anyway. So I I respect. <laughs> I don't. So we do this thing. The Lakers traveling party. We do, we do this thing where. We have the top five cities and the bottom five cities. Again, it's impacted by the arena, what the hotel is like, how close the hotel is to the arena, you know, the city, the rest, all of it. Um, for some of us, the nightlife, how much fun that is, or the <laughs> um, the general aesthetics of the population can also be... anyway. Uh, for me, Cleveland, and for a lot of us, Cleveland is the second worst place in in the league. 
So yeah, I I respect OKC is the worst, but Cleveland's mm-hmm. awful. So I respect them. They're not. I would imagine get... Utah's fairly high up on that. You know um, what? Utah or, is well, not. Utah's not in the bottom five for me. It's it really? is it is easier to get a drink uh, than it than it used to be, mm. and because uh, let me be careful here because um, the society for a lot of people is very repressive. <laughs> the people that come out of that are very much looking to have a good time. It is funny to see like Jordan Clarkson before he got to Utah and Jordan Clarkson as he's getting ready to leave Utah. <laughs> so little known fact. Oh God. I like, is there anything, is there anything that could get us in trouble here? Like, is there anything I can't say? I'm not saying I, me personally get in trouble and it's not like a Lakers specific thing outside of that. Is there anything we're pretty, we're good here, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Like, your face, I mean, your I, I generally, okay, I so generally like time. if, if it's bad after the fact, then I'll, I'll edit no, it. Or okay. Whatever, so but. here's, here's our, here's story time. We haven't we done, haven't story, done time story time in a while. In a while. All right. So here's story time. We went to last, uh, this was LeBron's first year. We went to uh, Salt Lake, I think twice, but one of the times we were in Salt Lake, the first time um, I had been, I had been to Salt Lake city a few times before for uh, various things for college football, for other stuff. Um, but I hadn't been in a few years. And so it was definitely different this time. And what I discovered is that there are a lot of very attractive women out at bars, like every day of the week. And Mm -hmm. a good portion of them are professionals, shall we say? Okay. (laughs) Uh, And I don't mean professionals like bankers. Yeah. They are... They offer a fun time to people for money. <laughs> How's uh-huh. that, Sal? How's that? Okay. And because, like, so the people that go out are a lot of, are looking to have a really good time. So it is fun in it, it. Salt Lake City can be fun, and it is easier to find a drink now. So it is not. I assumed it was going to be low on the list. It is not. Hmm. The, the worst. OKC is the worst. Uh, Cleveland, San Antonio is terrible. Yeah. In any event, getting back to the there's a lot of prostitutes in, now that in I Salt live Lake City. Close to San Antonio. It is it is not it's awful. It is awful. It is not great. Um so I was very I I didn't know this. I was I was surprised to learn this uh in, in Salt Lake City. Anyway, getting back to the point, Cleveland sucks, and so they are just not gonna have access to guys like Donovan unless they draft yeah. him. Or trade for him. He's not going there as a free agent. I mean, it's it not raises... like as soon as they traded for him, the immediate conversation is: right. Does he want to be there? Right? Can he stay like... there? It, it does raise that question. Yeah. But I respect them going for it. They, he fits their timeline. He fits their lineup really well. Um, they needed more creation. They needed more scoring. He is not a good defensive player. At times, he has been an abject disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Garland He's is small. not a good defensive player either. They're mm-hmm. both small. Mm-hmm. Um, and that archetype backcourt we have seen quite a bit just doesn't work, right? It didn't work in Utah with Conley and 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 Donovan. They couldn't, they wouldn't guard anybody. And we saw yeah. what that did to Rudy Gobert, right? The Warriors had Steph and and Monte Ellis, and it just didn't work, and they were forced to trade Monte Ellis. Portland, DJ McCollum, right? Yeah. So it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. 
I like uh, how Portland went through that, like went through that experiment, found out it didn't work, and then was and like, get, "Ah, shit!" But we got Simons. Yeah, we need Anthony <laughs> Simons. That'll be that'll make it. That'll be better. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. But it's but tough. Because, like, like they're it, not going to get guys yeah. either, right? That's that's the other part. right. Like, like that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Simons, like you aren't going to find many players in Portland like Simons. He's a yeah, super talented player. Right. I don't know what you're supposed but, to do. Yeah. So respect. Personally, I would trade him right now when his when his like value is super high and i would bring in yeah, a bigger guard just, but like whatever yeah but they just signed him and anyway um so i respect to cleveland for going for it right because they gave up they gave up a ton and usually teams in their scenario don't do that they kind of want to like grow it together internally um look and we talked about this before i was pretty sure they were saving cap space for a certain small forward uh mm-hmm. becoming available so good like like good on them for taking a chance and going for well it and saying, you know like we're gonna do it on that certain small forward front mm-hmm. they kept their 2024 first round pick that's mm-hmm. when Bronny becomes available you know that's when that's when Bronny could potentially be drafted. Like I, I don't think that that portion of it. Dan Wojcicki tweeted it out. Like he, he, and he inferred it. But I haven't seen enough conversation about like, oh, so they did all this. LeBron has said in the past that wherever Bronny plays, the money won't be a thing. He, he, he'll sign. He'll do whatever he has to to make it happen. Now he's also going to do whatever whatever he has to to get Bronny drafted by the team that he's currently on. Like I'm sure that. LeBron is probably already pulling some strings behind the, the, the scenes right now to try to uh, position the Lakers in, in a in a place where they you could think, draft. You Bronny. think you think Bronny signs with Clutch? <laughs> I hope he signs with CAA. Like no, no, like, you don't. Actually, you let's might. Like, let's light this whole fucking thing on yeah, fire. You might. You might. <laughs> Actually, you might. But but yeah, I I think like this is. Somebody asked me on Twitter the other day, I don't know if it was a reply or a DM or whatever, um, but they, they said, like, has it always been this out in the open? And, and the answer to that is no. Like, Wait, has, not, has, what, has what always been this out in the well, open? Well, the, 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 the backroom machinations, and, and um, I, I, that's what it was. It was Donnie in our, in our, in our Slack. You mean asked, the backroom machinations of, like, of trades and of tampering and people so like the 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 non-basketball portion we of just the NBA, we just talked about how like and- we just talked about lebron already doing what he can to position Bronny in a situation where he would get drafted by the lakers like that has I don't know, gone I don't on know what you're talking about yeah sure <laughs> Uh, wine spritzers are delicious, <laughs> right? <laughs> Un- unnamed white wine, unnamed white wine with with Ralph's a sparkling water and yeah. a lime in it is, is delicious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is delicious. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But so it, I, so yeah. Donnie asked the other day, and he was asking as it pertained to like Woj being very much in the bag for CAA, right? Um, CAA, uh, represents him, uh, CAA for a long time. And, and heavy, so heavy in Nick's many con- ways, heavy, heavy Nick's connections, Leon Rose formerly ran CAA, um, the like ESPN as an entity was very much well represented <laughs> in CAA <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and CAA was very 
much well represented in, in ESPN. Um, so like those, those are things that, and, and Donnie was asking, like, was it always this, this obvious that Woj was in the can and like it, what I would say to that is, I don't think it's been this obvious that it was so like Woj is CAA Shams is for players and, and so on. And so like Haynes is, is, is in, you know, is in more with like, he kind of straddles the two. I think he does. I, I think he's more aligned with players, but he does have good executive information as well. Um, and then Stein like has openly stated in his sub stack that like the reason he went to that is to get away from being pulled in various directions and to be more independent. Um, so like, to answer you, you, had that, you had that same you had that same conversation with Ethan too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I find all this stuff fascinating. I don't know how much like listeners really care. I think all that or, yeah, I, guess, or, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, well, I I think like I don't think they care how the meat is made. Just give me my sausage, right? Yeah. Like I don't I don't I don't think they care that like how much of their hamburger patty is 80% versus 90% lean meat. You know, like it's just like yeah. just give me the set, like make it taste so, good. All right. So Woj had so much market share and really behind the scenes was powerful enough to get people hired and fired at places like ESPN and Yahoo, et cetera, et cetera. Shams as a very young guy was trying to get in the game and figured out that his into it and the way he could make something of himself was to build relationships with agents. But Mm -hmm not the ones that Woj already had, right? So yeah. the up and coming, the younger agents. Mm-hmm. And he did enough of that where they they became up and coming at the same time he became up and coming. Their client list got better. His sourcing got better. And, now and he both of those parties helped each other, right? Like he helped, he helped those Absolutely. agents grow. Those agents Absolutely. helped him grow. Yeah. Um, so this is, now this is going to get, I know, I know Chris, I've known Chris for a long, long, long time. I've known Chris for, insanely nice human being i've known him 15 years i don't what year is it i've known him yeah probably 15 years maybe even Mm -hmm. longer um because he was in portland when i was there Mm -hmm. um he like literally was a janitor writing for free it was because somebody would give him a credential and then he was so good at it dwight james put him on he got a gig as a beat reporter covering the blazers um and then has has turned that into what it is now and Chris is an insanely nice, good dude. Decent human being and incredibly How, talented person. Absolutely. Um, he also is smart at leveraging his advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Part of part of my role in Portland was like, you know, trying to be connected to the guys because there was nobody there that looked like them. Mm-hmm. And that makes it difficult, especially in, in Portland. Chris... It was able, and he does it authentically. He built relationships with players. He's really close with Dame. He's close with LeBron too, because he wasn't always trying to. And he'll he would. I'm not like talking out of school here. He would tell you the same thing. Um, he was able to build rapport with guys, frankly, because he's black and he's had a yeah, lot of shared say experience <laughs> culturally. <laughs> like you say, yeah. but also culturally he's had somebody like he came up and he, he grew up in Fresno, like didn't have a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. So he can relate to guys in ways that perhaps some of the other guys can't the other part. Yeah. Other guys, <laughs> meaning me. other people covering them. Uh, yes. Other pe- like, yes. yeah. 
even like well-meaning, like, right? You just, there is something that attracts us to people that have shared life experience. Absolutely. Right? That have a, a similar background or a similar experience. But That's the other why thing, I try Chris, to find players who like have wine racks in their, in their, in their machine washers they're dishwashers that's what you do all of your draft analysis is did you have a setting on your home dishwasher that had a wine glass setting in your dishwasher yeah. did your exactly. maytag have a wine rack in it <laughs> how big was the tv in your foyer coming up uh, so but chris also yeah, because he was able to build those relationships, he also knew and was very smart about this. Guys will talk to you. I mean, now it's harder with COVID and there's less access. It's some of it's coming back, but there was a time where you could kind of just pull guys aside. You could have conversations with them off the record, and Chris mm -hmm. very smartly was not always asking them for something. Was not always trying to get something yeah. out of them. He just would just have talk. conversations with them. So then, when he did, and they grew to trust him, because as we've said, he's a really good dude. And so when he needed something, he had that, he had that, you know, he had made deposits in the bank that he could take a withdrawal and get stuff. Brad Turner's like this. Brad, Tur Brad, Brad Turner BT is also, it, yep. Yep. This dude, BT's like, he's the best. He, he's, I, I, I'm still, Brad, if you're ever listening, which you're not, he's you're not like, listening. He's, he's in Madagascar in for the next three months. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. He's not, no, he's not listening. <laughs> but, uh, Brad, if you ever like accidentally hit play on one of these podcasts, come on this show. I want to have you on the show. We will talk wine. We will talk about like what? whenever, whenever what? you want. Like we don't have to talk about the Lakers. I just want to talk to you about wine. But anyway, okay. But, um, but so and then Stein has been around forever. But the interesting yeah. part is all of them have like you know they've carved out their own niche, 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 niche. However you want to say it. So yeah. So to answer the question, like, has it always been this obvious? Yes. If you were paying attention, it has always been this obvious. Yeah, there's we more people paying attention. We just didn't have the access that we had to, like, or, or enough, uh, all the information we have now because of Twitter, basically. So yeah. it is, it, be, it has become easier to figure it out. You don't even have to really be paying attention anymore. But yes, if you were paying attention five years ago, yes, it was this obvious. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, but it was obvious, I thought, in a different way. Like... So, for example, when Woj didn't get the scoop that LeBron was going to Miami, he wrote some really ugly shit about LeBron in Miami, right? Mm -hmm. And that was that was kind of how he would get information was, um, if you don't give me the information, I will torch you in my Yahoo column. And then if you do give me the information, I will present it as best I possibly, like in, in as as positive a light as I possibly can. And then we just mm -hmm. saw it, we just saw it this this week where the Knicks, you know, Knicks fans probably feel like the Knicks flubbed that negotiation. They missed an opportunity. They don't have Donovan Mitchell now. He is now in Cleveland, and as a result, like there were probably some some Knicks fans who were sitting here saying like Stephen A. Smith was just like in his car yelling into his phone. Yeah, it's like you guys always well, fuck this up, well, look, right? You got you and I have this conversation all the time about the lakers and lakers fans because this is a lakers feed lakers fans and it is it's human nature but lakers fans feel like anytime it a deal doesn't happen it's because the lakers either didn't do it or decided not to or messed it mm -hmm. up and should have done this it doesn't work that way okay. it, there is another team involved here right yeah. like you just said it is not necessarily that the knicks fucked this up 
we don't know what well, they actually could have chosen to do or not do. It's it's not, but I, that part I, I don't really percentage of blame doesn't matter to me. What what was interesting to me was right after it happened, and we yeah. saw this with R.J. Barrett's extension, right? R.J. Barrett signs his extension. Woj's takeaway in the very same tweet is this makes it difficult makes to pull off difficult. the CAH. I mean, the Donovan Mitchell trade, right? And, yeah, and it's so like, I, I think well, some of I, it. For, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, what I was going to say also is like, you know, we just saw it. We just saw it with the last tweet that I think he sent out about this, about the situation before he started plugging links and, and shows and stuff was like, mm-hmm. look, this is this godfather offer that the Knicks made. And Utah oh, decided yeah. not yeah, to yeah. take it. And it was yeah. just like, yeah. like it was, it's very much like the Knicks saw the annoyance from their fan base. Leon Roge asked, uh, uh, <laughs> that's a Freudian slip. Leon yeah. Rose asked Woj to, to, to get their side of the story out there. Right. And now it's out there, right? Like, and by this the way, is, that may or may not be true, but it is what he wanted out there. Because what, then, he gets right. the, then he gets to hold his hands up and say, I mean, and, like, and what do you want at us this to point, do, the trade is the Ain't like the, the trade is out there, like trade is done. Ainge doesn't care. Like, well, you could say whatever you want about the offers right. that we turned down. Like, so the interesting part of this, and you're right, the interesting part of it is how much of it is like transactional and like kind of gross and nefarious, and how much of it is just human nature, right? Like, Barry Bonds was other than until like Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, <laughs> Barry Bonds is the best baseball player of ever, yeah. He was a dick, right? Everybody, the people that were not around the coolest, him, his, but the best. His teammates. Griffey's the coolest. Griffey was way cooler than Barry Bonds. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, hundred mm-hmm. percent. He was a he was a dick. Everybody hated being around him, yes. right? His teammates, and then more importantly, for the sake of this conversation, the people that were covering him just mm-hmm. really disliked being around him, and he was a dick to him. And so yeah. then, when it comes time to vote for the Hall of Fame. You can like he never got convicted of, or there was never like a positive test. Did he take yeah, steroids? Of course, an but, like, situation, yeah, right. So he should one hundred percent be in the Hall of Fame. He's not not because of the steroid stuff, because the people that are voting for him just didn't like him. Yeah, and so part of that is human nature, right? Like Schilling too, if, like Schilling, Schilling, you know, didn't have any of that others, but he's a terrible human being. I'm not, I'm not buying that bloody sock shit either. No, um, like oh yeah, I was totally freaking that. marinara yeah. sauce. Yeah, I did. <laughs> right, somebody somebody had a, a red sharpie or something. I mean, I, um, <laughs> so like part of it is, and like there are people that will 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 be hard on the guys that will say you know negative things about the players that they cover, and it's usually most guys as long as they'll show up the next day and like stand up to them and say, hey, this is why I, I wrote this. Most of the guys are okay with it. So some of it is human nature, right? Like, oh, I like this guy for whatever reason. So my framing of whatever is going to be more positive. I don't like this guy or this guy hasn't been good to me. So I'm going to frame it more negatively. Some of it is transactional. It's like Rasheed Wallace didn't discern every technical foul that he got, but he deserved a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) Rasheed is in my top five favorite players ever, by the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, that's like an interesting part of this is how much of it is just like, okay, I'm going to say this because I owe this dude a favor and how much of it, or I'm going to frame it this way and how much of it is like, I don't have an agenda here specifically, but I just happen to have better feelings about this person or this team or whatever. So like naturally you're going to shine it more positively. Yeah. Yeah. I, and 
and look, we 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 got off topic here, but but the best the, the best the best shows we do are when we get on topic. <laughs> I don't know if we ever start on topic. Dude, um, we, I'm looking at the private chat. We don't even have a topic. We're just talking basketball. <laughs> it's like hey, uh, my boss will sometimes ask me, like, "Hey, what, what was what was a Friday show about?" And this is generally my response. The motherfucking uh oh uh, down. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. generally me. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, I don't know. We start, We talked about spritzers. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so let's 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 get back then to Donovan Mitchell and and the Lakers part of this because I think this is something that I'm sure listeners uh, are are curious about because this was something that look on on two lowdowns ago. I was sitting here saying that I was not thrilled with the potential return in what seemed to uh, to be the likely Russell Westbrook trade, which at that time was uh, Fournier, Bogdanovich, and Reddish for Russ in a first rounder, and then that was going to be a part of the uh, Donovan Mitchell trade, and and that would be how all of the contracts would work out. Um, obviously, that trade isn't happening. Obviously. That doesn't mean that the Lakers and, and Jazz can't pull off a what would essentially be less complicated because it's only the two teams talking now. You don't have to worry about a third team working in their interests and pulling uh, the rowing in their direction of the boat. Like you yeah, get you, you these, mentioned this. Uh, I think it was on the spaces yesterday, but yeah. you mentioned this. Like as soon as you, you introduce a, yeah. a third team to a a, 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 a a fake trade on whatever trade machine that you're doing it on. That trade isn't happening. <laughs> yeah, like it's, just, it's. I do it like, for fun. I do it because it pisses off an extra fan base that I that I threw into the trade. <laughs> but but it's that you that is not. There. You just want to see those some <laughs> some men just want to watch the world burn. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it's not like it's not fifty percent more difficult when you add a third team, right? Because if it was one team, a hundred percent, you're dealing with yeah. them. If you add another one, it's, it could you know, be. 50%. You could be dealing with one hundred and fifty percent. It's not. It's not fifty percent. It's it's exponentially more difficult. It is not yeah. like it is not linear like that in in difficulty. It just they happen. They don't happen that often. I, we've even seen four and five tr- team trades, but every time yeah. you add another team, it becomes exponentially more difficult. But usually, those four and five team trades are like multiple trades that got agreed to separately. And then people that find a way to like link them up and, and correct. group them into the same trade. It's not, no team ever goes into a negotiation. Nobody like, like, I don't think you, you, you get too many emails from Rob with like Danny Ainge and Leon Rose in it. Like, all right guys, let's make a deal. Like that's, that's not generally how it goes. It's usually. You know what? I have a genuine question here because I don't know the answer to this because obvious reasons i don't mess with the trade machine any of the trade yeah. machines i think you and i have talked about this you have a preferred trade machine does it have mm-hmm. a limit onto how many teams can can be involved in a, in a trade Man, or is it just like question. how much or just how like how much screen space do you have all right i have uh all right i'm up on the trade machine right now this is from fanspo this is the one that i yeah, usually that's your prefer- use. So preferred one yeah it starts with i'm just going to add two random teams here and then it can go add team three, add team four, add team five. Oh, we're getting somewhere. Uh, that's it. So five okay. teams right. is the max. Right. And I believe, uh, I believe that is, I think there has been, a, I know there's been four team trades. I think there has been a five team trade 
I don't believe there's been a six team trade in the NBA. So maybe that's maybe that is their their thinking, and that is that this is <laughs> this is the outer the outer reach. This is the outer limit of well, what is possible here. I added a team five, but the team five didn't show up. So it seems like it's going to be a four teamer. If I okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, like, like your, your point though, and, and the point that I made in the, in the space is like, once you, it's, it's difficult enough to get two people like it. I don't know how many people you, do you do fantasy sports? Do you fantasy football do, yep. or anything like that? Yep. Yeah. Like trades don't happen very often in fantasy sports because everybody no. likes the player that they drafted. Like everybody yep. overvalues their guy. And, right. and, and that's the case. Like, if you think that's the case with us in our, like, hundred dollar league or 200 or whatever, $300 league. Just imagine how, how, how different things are where you're talking about actual human beings and potentially hundreds of millions of dollars on the line that, that, yeah, that yeah, are riding right. on these decisions, you know? Right. I can't like, get my brother to send me a backup running back and I, <laughs> yeah. I love him. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, so I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, when, when I, when I add a third team or a fourth team or whatever, it's usually just to mess around and, and it's usually to ignite somebody and get a reaction out of somebody on Twitter. You, the, you know, I try to keep it relatively fair, but if, if like, I'm just going to come out and say it. If I put a, put together a trade and Lakers fans and the other teams fans are angry at me, that's when I know that's a trade that could possibly happen. Like yeah, that's so generally, you know, yeah, so, so <laughs> that, if I piss what, off everybody, that's yes. how these trades usually go. Right. That's like, that's like you refereeing, right? Like if both yeah. teams, if both teams hate you, then you probably did. You probably called a good game. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones, those are the ones that work, right? Like if you, right. when you do, you do your favorite, like who says no dot, 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 like question mark and just leave it out there and watch the world. I work. just like throwing if out the, both, the, the image. If yeah. both teams, if, if fans from both teams say we say no, or if fans from both teams go, Huh. Yeah. Then you have something. If right. one team says no, one team says yes. But when you get that beautiful both teams say no, you oh, might be yeah. onto something. That's a sweet spot right there. That's, the, that's the good stuff. Michael, I saved literally saved your life. Can I get the Chargers backup running back, please? <laughs> <laughs> Not actually. We haven't had our draft yet. It's Sunday, but um my, my all right. won't so, with me. He always wins the, the impact too. That... He irritates me. The impact that this has on the Lakers, Donovan Mitchell going to Cleveland, obviously it means that the Jazz are going to be a terrible team next year, so you could probably mark a few wins down in the uh, in, in the win column there heading into this upcoming season. So it on the court... It not appear the Jazz are interested in competing. No, no. Them it and OKC and San Antonio are going to... They might win 20 games between them, maybe. I mean, they they're play gonna, each other a bunch, so they're going to have to. They'll probably win more than that. But no, they're they're going to ask. Okay, like, hey, guys, part of just... this is fascinating because of of if and how their uh, their objective for the season changes because Chet's going to be out. So okay, we're not, we don't have to get into OKC, which again is the worst city in the NBA. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry if you live there or are from there, but mm -hmm. if you're from it's there like and don't live there, you made a, of me. <laughs> you made a good decision. Mm -hmm. um, although just good bar there. Never mind. Um, so they're fascinating to me the because I think they were going to actually try to win games um, and they may have like fallen into with, you know, obviously bad injury luck. They may have fallen into. Eh, we'll just, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say tank, but we may just not be all that interested in winning for one. Shay, more how's season. your hammy doing? Oh, man, you look like you're limping. 
Look at that. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Lou Dort, how you feeling? Oh, I'm good. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Remember um, that left knee soreness? No. What? What, did, well, what would you say? And... What would you say? So yesterday, I, I texted you, and and you had a funny yes. response. But I texted you. This is the least confident I am that Russell Westbrook gets treated. You did. You told me to it. touch grass, and I told you yeah. that I'm allergic. Yes. You told me and to then, hug my and, wife and to hug no, my daughter. No, I told you to hug your daughter, and I told you to yeah, kiss your. Yeah. Then wife. I then I told you I told you so I told you I can't hug my daughter. She is currently screaming because she's about to poop on the potty. Yes. And then and then you texted kiss my wife and I said she's taking care of the daughter. So like I had nothing else to do other than to think <laughs> about this thing. <laughs> you were too obsessed about yes. Was, man, you need you need some oxygen. We we need you to get I'm outside, telling, brother. Look, go touch when, grass. When, when people ask like people will gen, genuinely ask like how did I how did I get here? How did I how did I arrive in this place? One, I'll say I have no effing idea. Two, <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> dude, I have no idea. Two, the 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 reason I arrived here is because I am like I you know I eat, drink, sleep this stuff. I am constantly thinking. You can ask Jen. You can ask my friends. You can ask the people in the in the Slack. Like you if, you to, if you were if you were if we if we were to like tally up who puts the most Slack messages in our general Slack, I'm probably lapping people. You know, oh, like yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, I am, no, no, no. I'm There's always thinking you compared to anybody else. Right. And, and so like that, so when you, if and you're Harrison wondering how to get to, here, Harrison has to curate that thing and you're still like three times him. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, I texted you, Hey, this is the least confident I've been that Russell Westbrook gets traded. Uh, this is the, the Lakers have their fewest options at that they've had at any point this this offseason right Kyrie is off of the table um that specific route with Utah and New York is now off of the table New York in general feels kind of sort of off the table because their contract slash player situation is not something that from what has been reported the Lakers are very interested in and then Indiana um you know is asking the world and the Lakers uh, traded part of the world that Indiana was asking for, so that has kind of changed the math on this. So, so put my put my my heart, my soul at ease, Aaron, and tell me that there's still like it's still likelier than not that Russell Westbrook gets traded. I'm gonna say the same thing that I have been saying. Um, and by the way, Jeannie has said this publicly also. I think, well, she has said there is still more work to do on the roster. What I will Mm -hmm. tell you is the same thing I've been saying. Unnamed Cognac is delicious, but also I suspect that the roster that you see right now is not the roster in training camp, when training camp starts. I'll take it. I'll take it. Here's something that I Am I as confident as I was two months ago? No. A month ago, no. A week ago, no. Well, a couple days ago, being, hell that's no. Being too, no. That's being too specific. <laughs> but um, and maybe I'm just about- maybe I'm just maybe I'm just less confident in that because you know time is a thing and we're closer, so there is less time for the roster to change. Although, actually, if I I, I could have said that a month ago or two months ago, and the roster is different because. Uh, THT and Stanley Johnson are gone and Pat Bev is here. 
I still suspect that the roster will take that in whatever direction you want because I cannot be more specific than that. But I do suspect that the roster will look different when the season starts. Is Are you still allergic to grass? I'm not actually. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I was as a kid. I always used to get really itchy when, like, after soccer practice, they would have you, like, sit on the grass and, like, hear the coach. Yeah. Um, Which always felt, like, really unnecessary. I mean, I get it from the coach's standpoint. They don't want kids running around and stuff. But it's like, you're already taller than us. Can you just can you just talk? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) But uh, so the other the other the other part of it um, that. I'm wondering here is with Mitchell going less for less than Gobert, um, does that change the math on what a first rounder should do now for the Lakers? Like a first rounder now, because fewer of them went in the Donovan Mitchell trade than the Rudy Gobert trade. If you're just going by market trends, first rounders are now more valuable than they were before the, the maybe, this Donovan Mitchell trade. May, maybe, maybe I'm not sure that's, that's right though, because I think, I think Rudy Gobert is just playing better than Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Most fans would probably disagree with that. Most people in the NBA. Do you want to just would... have this conversation then? Like, I, I well, don't yeah, think but, it's but here's necessarily here's... Like, wrong that Rudy would go for more than Donovan Mitchell. I, I agree with that. But the but uh, I'm not sure as it relates to value of draft picks that that's the thing. I think one that Utah was maybe betting on that Donovan may not be there forever so getting picks after donovan leaves is sort of a bet i i think cleveland is probably going to be really good for a while not like championship good but good really good um the other part of it is they got more like actual value from players so that offsets some of the draft pick difference like the guys Mm -hmm. that you got in the donovan mitchell trade are just better right there's more player value um, there is less pick value, but there's more player value.